guys, this is episode 14 of Disqualified Experts, and today we were talking about exercise, the effects that exercise has on your brain, personality growth, especially when it comes to sports. We talk about dolphins and octopuses and their brains and the fascination with consciousness. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Alright guys, welcome to the uh, 14th episode of the Disqualified Experts and today we're going to be talking about uh, sports. We're to start off, off with, with sports. We're starting know, off with we sports. never really stay on the same subject. We kind of just go from subject to subject and talk. But yeah, so obviously we're the only experts on the internet that are disqualified. Yeah. So and, um, what sport did you do, do well growing up and how did it have an effect on your life? I would say the number one sport I played when I was growing up was definitely hockey. I played um, hockey. I played a bit of soccer but quit that shit like when I was young. Yeah. Uh, hockey was the main focus for me. Like I always played high level hockey. I was always like, uh, you know, like in the highest... Like I played like high level high level hockey, so like triple A, double A, double B, you know, all that stuff, like the double letters, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I remember it was so intense, the the uh, the pressure was a lot. Like you had to be like always perfect to always get like uh, amazing. Like it was like if you played bad, like your parents would rip you because they were spending a lot of money, right? Because yeah. hockey is not a sport for like hockey. Honestly, is a is a rich person sport. Yeah. It's like it ten grand a year. So right? much equipment. There's like so much. Well, I wouldn't say ten grand a year. I would say high levels. Like if you're playing like major AAA, which is like low key, like really good. If you're playing that, yeah. Uh, but that that would cost you a ten grand a year and be more. Like just yeah. for the season, Jesus. Because you're you're on the ice all the time. You're on, you know. And then who pays for the ice? Yeah, you, you do. You know, you you pay for the season. You pay for the, you know. And uh, like let's say you know, and then it's like let's say for example. Um, when you're younger, it's not as expensive, but it's the problem is the equipment. The equipment is expensive for like a lot of people. It's like you know you you need like all these different types of equipment, and it gets very expensive. The skates themselves are already so expensive, and then you have all this other stuff. You gotta sharpen them, you know. Yeah. Every like couple weeks, you know. For me, it was it's just yeah. What about you? What sports do you play? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was the complete opposite and expensiveness. I did track and field, and pretty much. <laughs> it's like the broke, brokest sport ever, bro. You don't yeah. You don't even. You don't even have a ball, <laughs> but um, it was it was pretty cheap, and uh, the expensive parts were the shoes. The shoes I had really good quality shoes. They're like these shoes, and they're, they're called spikes because they have these metal spikes that stick out to give you more grip. And Damn. when you run in them, dude, like that adds like twenty percent to your speed. So you're you're fucking flying, like I, I think I topped out, you know, when I was like, fifteen. Like I was running like thirty five kilometers an hour, which is, Usain Bolt runs like fifty, so, like I was pretty I was running pretty fast. I think I think I was thirty five kilometers an hour. They had like these, um, uh, speed testers things where like they'd have these lasers at the beginning of the track and at the end of the track. And then they would time how fast you ran in between the intervals and calculate your speed. And, uh, yeah, man, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I did it pretty seriously. I did it for 10 years, and I trained three to five times a week. When I was younger, I did more jumping, and when I was older, I did more sprinting. Um, And uh, my distance was... I was in between a long-distance runner and... uh, 
uh, and um, and sprinting. Like I was kind yeah, of, okay. I was kind of in between. I wasn't necessarily. Like, I How do you like? Do you ever think like you were better? Like, do you ever think to specialize? Like, if you let's say you were doing it still now, would you have specialized in a certain like in long distance or or? Uh, I would have specialized in the distance. I would specialize in like four hundred meter, eight hundred meter, because for me, I don't have like the fast twitch muscle. So like for sprinting like super fast, I'm I'm mid, I'm mid tier, and for mid, long man, you're mid. Yeah, it's rough. And for long distance, I'm like. I uh, I don't have that long distance endurance. Like I can do it. Like right now, when I, when I go to the gym, I usually run five or ten k. Takes me like damn bro thirty minutes to like an hour, or depending on, on, on which one I'm doing. And uh, I'm good have at that. Ever, have you ever wanted to do like those like uh, Ironman or like the the hundred hundred mile races? Fuck no, bro. <laughs> Those things are brutal, bro. Those things, like, I've heard stories, like, it's nuts. Bro. That That's what my coach did. And, uh, dude, those are those are one thing that, that they're fucking insane. Like, they, they absolutely destroy your body. Like, I know from doing actual long distance, what, like, just the time it takes, you get, like, you're with your thoughts, dude. And, like, honestly, the, the biggest thing with long distance for me is just boredom like you're just like you get the runner's high which is nice but after like an hour of running you're like <laughs> okay we get this like i, I know yeah, what this you're is done you're like okay bro <laughs> yeah like it's like the cocaine is still flowing just <laughs> like you get runners too much cocaine you're like yeah this. runner's high kicks in like really out in like about 20 minutes of running and you have to be running like you can't be jogging to get the run runner's high you have to be and runner's high is nice it's kind of like kind of like a weed high like if you like you imagine it's like no a, way it's the same no way it's the same it's like a more focused weed high so it kind of like you know when you drink coffee you feel focused yeah yeah right it's kind of like that but you're more aware of your perceptions it's your body's natural because weed what weed does is it mimics a chemical called anandamide anandamide is released when you're doing physical activity and it makes you more aware of your body and running is the like the ultimate inducer of this chemical and it makes you just more aware of your senses but it's a lot more specific it's like caffeine it's not like a messy high it's like a really focused, you're more aware of your body, you, you smell things more, you taste things more, and you're just more aware. It's not as intense as weed high, but because obviously chemical compounds, a lot more enriching and inducing, uh, stabilizing effects, but it does have similar attributes. And um, Damn, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Like That's that's one thing. <laughs> you just gave me like a lesson on like... On 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 the runner's high, the neurophysiology of, of runner's high, and but yeah, I, it kicks in after about 20, 20 minutes, and then at an hour, you're like, okay, we we, we get it. This is what <laughs> yeah, you start getting you start getting bored, like and the yeah. other stuff starts kicking in more. Your legs start getting tired and stuff. Yeah, your calves. For me, it's my calves. They start killing, and like what I'll do, do, do you get do you get a lot of calf cramps or? Yeah. Yeah, I used to play rugby, and that was a lot of running and like tackling and all that. And oh my god, the calf cramps I would get, menacing, man. Yeah, well, yeah, for me, yeah. And uh, what we used to do, which was way more brutal, for than than uh, running long distance, we just, we did interval training, CO two maxing, where essentially you try and 
Damn. max the CO2 not like, you know when you're out of breath and you're like I'm tired that's one yeah. thing so wait what is CO2 maxing it's when you make it so there's basically no oxygen left in your blood so what we do is we do 150 meter sprints full blast 15 times with uh, 45 seconds in between oh it's rough so you do 150 meter brutal yeah 150 meter sprint full blast you take 45 seconds you wait until you just recover and then you do 150 meter sprint again and you do that 15 times and by the end of it you puke because you just your body can't take it it's like it thinks it's poisoned because you poison yourself with co2 and, oh my god that's and, crazy bro like, like did you did you see benefits from it like what are the benefits you get from that you become superman <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah like that's wait a th- second <laughs> that's the best training for long distance running long if you just run that's not the best training because like your body gets adapted right but the co2 max it makes it so your body just becomes immune to carbon dioxide and you're so much better at absorbing oxygen and it just like it, it makes it so that when you're running long distance you could be like i'm saying like a lot you can be running I would say 75% of your capacity sprinting and it feels like you're jogging. That's what it does to you. So it just makes you better at like using oxygen or like absorbing oxygen? It makes you better at being resistant to carbon dioxide so it doesn't have like that tiring effect on you and it makes you better absorbing oxygen, like makes your lungs physically better. And that's one thing talking about sports that really changed me is knowing that I could take my body, which was like... I'm, I'm gonna stop saying like uh it takes my body bro say what you want yeah nobody's yeah, judging yeah. it takes it takes my like your it taught me that i could take my body which is could be a when i was a teenager like i saw myself as like a a, a weak and fragile body i'm a teenager i'm lanky i'm skinny and yeah. and then i could take my body and turn it into something superhuman with training and with that it came a mentality of i could take my body i could take who i am and through rigorous training i can turn myself into something of a machine and make myself much more powerful and i I feel like that carries through most of my life where it comes to anything where it comes to studying or it comes to working i know that if i take my my energy and i train using efficient methods of practicing my music teacher when I was a kid had a saying that's really great practice doesn't make perfect practice makes permanent so you need to practice using the right methods but if you're using the right methods of practice you can truly turn yourself into something a lot greater than what you are and I feel like that's the most important lesson I've ever learned in my entire life and it came through CO2 max training yeah no I yeah that's actually I agree with that like you know like when you especially when you're in on the spot and you don't know like what to say or like let's say you're you're in a point where like you're very nervous and you have to figure something out yeah you will fall back on like your your like you know your highest level of like preparation i guess right yeah like you don't like i heard this quote and i think i said it before on this podcast i'm not sure but it's obvious it's like uh it's like uh you don't rise to the occasion you fall to your highest level of preparation that's a great quote I never heard you say. I that think before. it's. I think that's the quote. I'm not sure if it's. It's worded. There's a lot of different ways to say it, but that's like the basic of it. Yeah. Basic uh, meaning of it. So basically, it just means like, uh, 
you know, like at the end of the day, like you can, you don't like rise up, right? You kind of just fall and like your preparation, what, what, what you kind of do, what did you do, you know? Cause like, especially like, for example, like you're in like, um, you're doing like a presentation and you studied like one part really well and the other part you didn't study that well and you have like a choice like well like when you're talking in front of the people you have a choice to talk about you have to talk about it all but you have to you're obviously going to start with the easier thing yeah the thing you studied more the thing you like reviewed more you know it'll come it'll flow easier yeah and like that you're you're, you're just naturally gonna kind of you're naturally gonna go to that you know you're gonna yeah. choose to talk about that because you you've read it more about it you know there's actually it's, there's science it makes behind sense. it so when when you become stressed, you uh, your ability to to learn and, and and make ideas and be creative falls apart, and you fall into ritualistic habit. And when you do that, yeah, if you practiced it or you if you didn't practice it, you're you're gonna you can't create anything on the spot if you're stressed. And if you are stressed, then you will fall into your ritualistic habit, which is why like in the military when they make you train things over and over and over again so that your natural instincts when you're under stress is to act with the proper procedure which is why in the military of all places where stress is a key factor they make it they make training the the utmost importance so that when 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 you have a stressful reaction which is what they do is they put you under stress and they train you to have that reaction they put you under stress and they, make they build you have those that, habits you know yeah they, and they build them. those habits so that when you get shot at you don't panic and say oh fuck i'm getting shot at you naturally without thinking look down your scope of your rifle calmly shoot and do the procedure another yes, yeah i know it makes sense yeah yeah, another thing with exercise, which is really great, which is people don't talk about it enough, is the effects it has on your brain. When you start exercising, you release a hormone called BDNF, which is stands for brain neurotrophic factor, and this hormone grows neurons. So if you imagine, evolutionarily speaking, when you're using your brain, when do you use your brain in an evolutionary environment? You don't use it when you're sitting on your ass in the cave looking up at the ceiling there's no point to use your brain your brain expends around 20 percent of all the body generated by your energy generated by your body so it's a very expensive yeah, like it's, it's yeah it's very expensive and that's yeah. why the people say like i also heard this just so people know your brain is 100 percent used there's it's not like 10 percent of your brain is being used and the rest is nothing that would yeah. be impossible. It's that, yeah. that that movie that came out was bullshit. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. That movie that movie was pure bullshit. Like you use your whole brain when you're like doing anything. Like because the thing is, it takes up so much energy. Like Will said, it takes up twenty percent of your like overall energy. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you've known. Like I'm sure you realize when you do something all day, or like let's say you read, you get tired after because you know your brain is using all this energy to focus and yeah learn. And as you were saying, yeah, like you're not using the brain, your brain when you're in the cave, you're using your brain when you're hunting or when you're like, you know, yeah. small excerpts of energy. Well, not really small, but you know. But yeah, your your brain's energy consumption is so important. If you want to predict the intelligence of an animal, you don't look at the brain size because obviously if brain size is predictive of intelligence, the blue whale would be the smartest animal on planet Earth. It's the brain size in proportion to the body mass. So the bigger the brain is compared to the to the uh, the body mass, the, the smarter the animal should tend it should actually be, which means uh, that dolphins are probably actually the smartest creature on planet Earth. No I, way. Really? You know, they speak in languages we can't understand, and they have different cultural backgrounds. So we can get into that later if we want to talk about it. But yeah, exercise. Damn, bro. 
exercise is uh, is key for learning, which is underappreciated in school, which I find really confused. Well, not confusing. It's just research and, and science isn't used to help learning in school for some reason. But if you want to learn effectively... <laughs> <laughs> you, you to, How stupid is that? Oh my god! I know. If you want to learn effectively, the best thing you can do is exercise, because when you start to exercise, you generate the the hormones that the help that make it so that it's possible for you to learn. And those hormones. Do you think like? Uh, do you like? Oh, okay, go go on, go on. I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll ask my question after. No, ask your question now. Yeah. So, do you think like um, you should exercise before, like at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day? What do you think is better? I think like if, if we're talking about the like when, when to release or like when they release the because the thing is once you get tired like I feel like I get tired sometimes and I'm like oh I'd rather work out at night because I'll, I've already done everything I had to do you know well I think it depends on what you're doing if you want to learn I think it's better you exercise at the beginning of the day and that way you get those hormones rushing through your brain and I'll actually for two reasons number one because if you want to learn, releasing those hormones at the beginning of the day will be more effective and making it so that you have those hormones in your brain endogenously so that you can learn effectively. And the second reason is that if you exercise before or near bedtime, you'll have a harder time falling asleep. But if you exercise early, earlier in the day and you get your energy out and you utilize your body and physical activity, you'll have an easier time falling asleep. And so I think for mm. both those reasons, learning and sleeping, it's better to exercise earlier in the day. That's actually, yeah, that's actually really interesting, yeah. 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 Um, if you want to talk about dolphins, you can and other intelligent animals. How much time do we have left? How much time do we have left? We've been recording now for 17 minutes and 30 seconds. All right, let's talk about the dolphins, man. That was interesting as fuck, bro. Yeah. So you're saying, so I, I heard about the thing that like... Uh, killer whales or orcas what were they called orcas yeah eh? yeah uh, i heard that they have like different languages for different parts of the sea so like like you know like the pacific orcas have different like language in the yeah they Atlantic, do whatever. we can't like, distinguish all, the like, dialects dialects or whatever yeah yeah what we think in terms of uh how they speak is that they 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 say a whole sentence like a word so you know how we have, we have our, our sentences are, are construed of words it's kind yeah. of like their sentences are paragraphs and their words are sentences if that makes sense who sense. figured this out like who the, how the fuck do they we know? don't know we don't know well, how do they be like oh yes they're talking to each other <laughs> like, well, i could tell i could tell look at them <laughs> well because they uh they speak using vibrations just like we do in the ocean it sounds like sonar so it's like yeah. Yeah. And they can, <laughs> well, that was a really good example, man. You, it's like you've been around these orcas before. Yeah. Well, talking uh, to them and stuff. Yeah. And uh, really cool. <laughs> Actually, sea animals are pretty intelligent. I mean, I, I heard this in the Joe Rogan special that the orcas have a cerebral prefrontal cortex that's 30% bigger in proportion than that of human beings. So. What? Yeah. And that, that that's the part of the brain that. Uh, has to do with complex de- decision making. In fact, the uh, the and human human beings, the left dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, really has what we associate a lot of the properties that we associate with consciousness. So, being able to control your thoughts, plan out decision making, and so if that carries over into orcas and other dolphin dolphins, or uh, I I believe the no yeah. In, in terms of, in terms of the dolphin species that 
they uh, they probably have a greater level of consciousness, whatever that means. Consciousness is. You is, think? Is fine. Do you really think they have a greater? I don't. I don't think so, bro. No. Maybe like, because it wouldn't make sense, bro. You know. I think the ocean is. I think it does because the oceans are a more complex living environment than land. I'd say. Because but why have, wouldn't they just like? Why wouldn't they just like? Uh, why wouldn't they be like us? Why wouldn't they like? Colonize and they don't have hands like cities and stuff. <laughs> they don't have hands, man. That's cities probably. of dolphins, bro. Like imagine. I mean, they do have different cultures, and they they have a uh, interspecies a communication. <laughs> I watched, Dolphin religion. Yeah, probably, dude. I mean, they do. They, so. Dolphins do get high. Like they'll take puffer fish, and they'll piss them off, and then they'll so the puffer fish blows up, and then they'll pass the puffer fish around and basically take like tokes off it. And get high. <laughs> and it's fucking al- hilarious. And, and they also play. They they'll create games. Like they'll take a a, a stone or a, a sponge off the bottom of the ocean, and they'll drop it and play games to try and catch it. Which is interesting because like games are really really important. And so playing is a really big sign of intelligence because it's mapping out your world and creating conceptual frameworks. And uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Another animal that's really really cool are uh, octopus. Octopus okay. are actually probably my favorite. What do, animal. what do octopus do, bro? So octopus are really interesting. Like the cephalopods in general, which is their their family branch, evolved com- yeah. com- from completely completely differently intelligently than uh, uh, vertebrates and human beings. The cutoff is like three hundred million years ago. So they they an octopus seventy percent of their brains are stored in their arms. That's and, crazy, bro. And they can lose an arm and grow it back. See, that, I, that isn't that like a science thing that we should be like looking at, like how to yeah, go back oh, these limbs for sure. How to go back these like all these important organs for sure, man. They should be studying the hell out of that, especially octopus, because they can lose part of their brain grow it back and keep the memories no way keep the memories so so cloud computing this is an off yeah. topic so cloud computing how it works is that <laughs> why are you talking about cloud computing we're I'll, just talking about octopuses I'll, I'll, I'll explain why i'll explain why okay so okay. it's octopuses are similar in neural structure to cloud computing so cloud computing is is you store the data in the cloud right but the data is stored okay. so that if you lose one location, so that if I'm in New York or Australia, I can download the same data at the same at the same rate because it's optimized so that the data is stored independently across different areas of the world, but optimized so that wherever I am, I'll still download the same rate. And so even if you lose part of the memory, it's still stored. And all, like if if I take out a part of your brain, you you yeah. you can't like you it takes a really it's really really hard time to regenerate. But if I'm oh it's if, never gonna regenerate never bro. gonna regenerate. Fucked. Like you might get some uh like it might you might optimize and you might be able to like, like your, your other parts will take like will take, take over you know can take over kind of yeah. like, and work harder. But, but in, in an octopus, you can it can lose that arm. Which seventy percent of all its brain brains are in its arm, and it can just continue on because its its neural structures are optimized so that it can lose like 
10% of its brain or 9% of its brain and it can still continue and have memories and they're super intelligent because they have to the their brain all over their their body there's these cells called chromatophores which essentially control color and texture and so the octopus can morph and shape its entire body into any texture or color in its environment which takes up an intense amount of brain processing and uh yeah they're they're super intelligent the, the, the way they hunt uh, and here we are eating them every day when you, yeah. when you go to the restaurant and you buy it you get your appetizer of grilled tunisian octopus yeah which sprinkled is really with, a, with with mountain grown oregano and olive oil they're super inte- <laughs> they're super intelligent man like that it should be considered Delicious. like eating dolphin like you just shouldn't eat those they're they're too intelligent it's it's a real travesty to, to eat those intelligent animals which is a weird thing to draw a weird line to draw how we we see something if, as if it's intelligent we see it as like you shouldn't eat it you should leave it alone where does that come from i it's like uh if we determine something i guess we, it's a comparison it's a it's a related like we relate to it because we're i guess we're an intelligent species right so we relate to the intelligence yeah but then computers are super intelligent more intelligent than us in some aspects. We computers aren't alive, though. They're not alive. That's true. They don't have a heart. They don't have like you know. They don't have a, a brain. They have like they're just kind of like yeah. a computer. Well, it's similar to the brain, right? Obviously, but like yeah, they're. It's. I guess it doesn't have a beating heart. You know. So it yeah. To us, it doesn't look like it doesn't bleed. You know. So it's like okay. Yeah, I feel like so. Like there's I, no there's no connection in terms of like okay like unless you try to make force a connection like you know, yeah. Which doesn't exist, you know, because yeah. you, you made it, right? We made computers. Yeah. I feel like what it is, is um, uh, consciousness, right? Like, people always argue about consciousnesses. I think consciousness is a collective of, of three things. So, or at least what we feel consciousness is. I think consciousness should really be divided into three aspects. Um or actually two, more or less two aspects. So if you imagine a star, right? Do you know how stars form? Yeah, uh, not really, but so uh, like just give me like a brief explanation. So like the hydrogen in the stars gets forced together by gravity and it gets so dense it turns into fusion and it begins to fuse into helium and that helium can form into other elements. Essentially everything on your desk, everything around you right now was formed in the heart of a star. All, all these elements were, were made by the pressure, the intense heat of the pr- and pressure of a star pushing elements so close together that they fuse and fusion, releasing energy and turning into denser objects like iron, different metals, basically everything around you, carbon, that was all formed in the heart of a dying star that blew up and shattered in, in, in a supernova. And, um, Damn. If you think about that, is that conscious? No, it's not. Even though it's complexity becoming more complex in a process, it's not consciousness. Because what consciousness, I think, is is being able to take complexity and predict a reaction and act accordingly with that prediction. And So, like, you see a car coming. You say, is this car going to hit me? And you say, if I predict the path of the car, it will hit me. I will move to a certain area with a certain goal. And so it's, I think it's prediction with action. 
and which is what computers computers can do really really well and with uh, yeah so you think that's what that's how we relate that's how we like connect yeah and then with self- people like with like, like a dolphin for example that's how you like relate to a dolphin and say I, okay I don't want to kill this dolphin like I think it's that and self-preservation so I think the more complex your decision making process is and prediction of future patterns so you so the dolphins it's like if you just see a basic animal and it's we'll take the car example maybe maybe you're you're like a pig can do that or definitely can it sees the car coming it says prediction the car is going to come to this location action i should move out of the way a dolphin could say prediction i want to have a relationship with uh another dolphin action using five different personality traits i i can uh coerce this to develop a better relationship and so the more complex it is and the more variables it can compute in terms of prediction predicting a future action the more conscious we seem it we feel it is which is different than just pure intelligence which is just pure computing yeah yeah i see what you're saying like you're, you're saying like because but i still think like yeah like decision making is like you're saying what you're saying is the relative rela- like how we relate to these animals like because they can decide certain things because they can yeah do certain, certain like things. Go- going back to the star we could say a star is super intelligent because it can take a, a whole bunch of computational powers a whole bunch of hydrogen and turn it into very specific elements and a lot of computation right yeah but it's not conscious because it's not predicting. Yeah, like you don't future. deem it as something related to you. Like it's also yeah, like it's not alive. You know, you don't think it's alive. Yeah, because like that's conscious, right? You, well, you think that's alive. That's why you feel bad and shit, and you don't want to kill it. Yeah, and uh, w- w- yeah, and then mix that with with self preservation. Yeah, and- you mix that with like some like more intelligence and like this and that. Like the creature can make its own decisions and stuff. Yeah, like for example, hunting. Like you're hunting deer, let's say. You're not like, uh, like it's sad when you like shoot a deer, but like you're also kind of like okay, like you know, this is how it is. You know? Yeah. So I, I kind of like realize like the deer is like you know, this is what the deer, this is the deer's life. It's you know? not. It can't predict. It's not planning out future. So I see. Yeah, I say consciousness for me how I see it, which is it's three things. It's pure computational power. So imagine the star example. It can take out a whole bunch of things and turn them into different things using complexity. It's being able to pr- use that computational power to uh, predict future computations and plan according to optimize and then mix with self-preservation. And that's my theory of consciousness. And, uh, Damn, I bro, explain. I think... I think uh, what time is it now? How much time we have 30 left? minutes and 32 seconds. All right, I think we're good for today. All right, take it easy, we guys. Got, we, got, we got some cool topics said today. Yeah. Awesome. Started with sports. It was like some basic ass sports, talking about like you know a few sports. Then we went into went deep into um, what, what did we talk about? Consciousness, yeah, track, sports. Con- how how like how like exercise helps your brain and how it helps you focus and helps the hormones help you basically do better in learning and all that. Yeah. Then we started talking about orcas and and dolphins and how they have their own dialects and languages and how intelligent they are and octopuses. Yeah, and now we're we're talking about stars bursting in consciousness. Yeah, crazy. All right, guys, take, <laughs> take it easy. Yep. Ciao.